It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked. Locked On. Locked Locked. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's it going, sir? <laughs> Again, every week, that question feels more and more insulting for you to ask me how I'm feeling. Uh, oh, I, you know, man. listen, it's it's a beautiful, crisp uh, fall day. California has started to finally get some of the, uh, the uh, autumn into it a little bit. Uh, everything seems, you know, reasonably fine for for 2020, except until I start thinking about the Cowboys again, and then you know, obviously, the onset of mass depression starts. <laughs> oh man, Landon! So we we actually have to review this game multiple times this week. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. The Cowboys fall in Week Seven to the Washington Football Team, a team without even they don't even have a a, a mascot. We're just calling Not them the, the Football name. Team. Yeah, don't even have a name. Yeah, twenty five no three. And to be honest, it didn't even really feel that close. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I felt it felt worse. Um, the Cowboys had fifty nine passing yards in this game. Andy Dalton was hurt in the third quarter. Uh, Ben DiNucci, a seventh-round pick from James Madison, was in the game. Uh, The Cowboys really didn't do anything on offense at all the entire game. Uh, Washington ran for 208 yards in this contest. Oh, my God. Is that right? I didn't even see that. 208 yards with J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, and Antonio Gibson, a wide receiver from Memphis who had 70 career carries carries entering the NFL. Um, it was bad. Uh, so let's just start with this. State of the Cowboys, where are we at right now? <laughs> I'm sure the Cowboys are asking themselves that too. Um, I, I mean, you know, honestly, like, uh, I, 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 you know, look, we're, we're probably going to do this every single week, it feels like, right? This, this kind of where are we now situation. But, uh, I mean, the state of the Cowboys is a ba- basically the same state it was as soon as – Dak Prescott got injured like that was really the kind of the last uh true update of this team there's really not going to be kind of I mean we can talk about Randy Gregory getting a couple snaps here and there or Chidobe Awuzie coming back in a couple weeks six snaps for Randy Gregory by the way which I don't even know why he's active if he's only going to play six snaps uh you know I think that we can talk about 
where this team is, but I, I think at this point the writing is very clearly on the wall that this team is not doing anything. Like no, I mean, no, the, the, no. they'll be lucky to win a game, two more games the rest of the season if this is what what we're putting. I mean, really, like I don't really know, and I haven't actually gone over re gone over the the schedule, but I I, I, I mean, is there? Is there another game with, that this team looks capable of winning on the schedule? Yeah, so I actually looked at it this morning because I was I was checking it out. So they ha- they play the Bengals in December, and that one's at Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are going to beat them. They're just playing yeah. better football. Oh, than- definitely. And I, the, the, the Washington when they play Washington again, they'll probably whack some. Now uh, that the, Cowboys, the, the, the Washington will probably wax the Cowboys. Now that but- game is the Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Um, and then the Cowboys play at the Giants in Week 17. Who knows where both of those teams yeah. are at? But you're looking, you're looking at a stretch here. You know, after you know this week against Philadelphia, home against the Steelers, and oh my gosh, I can't imagine what that game is going to be like. Uh, and then at Baltimore, home against the 49ers, it's it's going to get worse. And yeah. the Cowboys have, if you include that Thanksgiving game, which that's a primetime game, four more primetime games for the Dallas Cowboys team. So it'll uh, be a public embarrassment. Well, the good so. thing is everybody else is going to have to suffer along with us. So at least that's a good thing. Misery loves company, right? Mm, that's I don't know that that's true, but yes, that's what the saying is. Yes, I, I mean it's it's bad. I mean, literally this this morning, I was trying to think of positives to take away from yesterday's game, and usually we can come up with three or four. I. I did anybody really play well yesterday? I think maybe I, the interior offensive line yeah. wasn't atrocious. I was going to say that I thought that for considering the matchup, that I thought that Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, and McGovern played pretty well. You know, considering who they were going against, what they had on the outside of them. Uh, I, I, you know, the, one of the few things that seemed to be working at any point were, were some of these draw plays that they were running, you know, near the end of the half. And that was Connor Williams and McGovern and, and Biotish uh, beating people up at the line of scrimmage and able to get to the second level and, and, and seal people off. So, uh, I mean, if we're looking for a positive, that's probably it. Um, you know, I, I mean, like, can <laughs> Can I just read the starting lineup for the Cowboys offense real quick? Sure. Like sure. this was the they started out in thirteen personnel because you know obviously they have to in order to protect this ta- these tackles. The starting offense for the Dallas Cowboys was Blake Bell, Cameron Irving, Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, Connor McCovern, Terrence Steele, Dalton Schultz, uh, Brown, McKeon, Elliott, and Dalton. So as by my count, one, two. Two of those eleven players are original starters from the start of the of the game of the season. I mean, it's just we're we're in week seven, Landon. Week yeah. seven. Can you imagine what this team is going to look like week thirteen, week fourteen? I just I think that's I mean, and, and honestly, I guess that's where I'm at right now with with my communication with Cowboys fans right now is that everybody just kind of needs to prepare themselves. Like this is. I mean, I hate to be like this, but this is right now the worst team in the NFL. And, I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty hard to argue that fact. And I don't know the last time that the Cowboys – I mean, the Cowboys have been bad in the past decade at different mm-hmm. points, past 20 years at different points. It's been a little while since – I mean, I what, since before Parcells was here? Yeah. That yeah. this team was – 
in the running for worst team in the league. You know what I'm saying? And and I think, but I think that we're there. The defense was, you know, supposed to be uh, uh, salvageable when paired with an elite offense that could, you know, score a whole bunch of points and allow these guys to kind of pin their ears back. Not only is that not the case anymore, the defense is probably the stronger of the two units. And that is terrifying because the defense is probably the worst in definitely the worst in Cowboys history but maybe you know the worst in the running for worst in NFL history uh, so I, I yeah I think it's it's kind of time for Cowboys fans to start taking a, a you know deep <laughs> look at what's going on here and realizing uh, I don't know the Calvary's coming you know, Dak isn't walking through that door, as they say. Um, you know, you're going to get some players back. Your defense may play a little bit better. Maybe the offense kind of stabilizes a little bit. But I would not expect any of those things. <laughs> no, I would ex- no. I would expect that it gets worse. And that, uh, you know, this is just a complete disaster season. And I think everyone should probably prepare themselves for having to experience another half of really, really bad football season. All right, let's take a quick break uh, so I can tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and boy, has it been different so far. Let me <laughs> let me tell you that. Uh, Pepsi's not wrong. Yeah, Pepsi is not wrong, but they are here to get us ready for game day. No matter how you watch the season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day. And again, trust me, you're going to need Pepsi to get through these next uh, 10 Cowboy games. Uh, you can become a, a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's do a little bit bigger of a deep dive into this Cowboys offense. Oh, do we have to? (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's what what they're asking us to do. Yes, okay. Okay, Uh, we do. Andy Dalton. 9 of 19 for 75 yards, averaged under 4 yards per attempt. Uh, he did have an interception, and we can talk about that interception in a second. Um, ben DiNucci, 2 of 3, 39 yards. Had a nice throw to, to Amari Cooper. Uh, multiple uh, fumbles in this one. It's not surprising that these quarterbacks struggled, though, right? When you see, I mean, we kind of knew this going in. When you see what offensive line they were putting in front of them, and then when the weather hit and it was rainy and the field yeah. field was sloshy, this wasn't surprising at all, right? No, and and really, I mean, I I don't really totally blame Dalton for a lot of this. You know, I mean, it, it's he was running for his life. It, the weather was off, obviously awful. Uh, you know, the play calling was extremely limited because of what they had on the field. I, I mean, I saw people complaining about the play calling, but I mean, what are you supposed to call? You know, like what, like, you know, the matchups that are, are being, that are being put out there with this offense, what, this offensive line, if you even want to call it that, and uh, versus what's going on with Washington's defensive line, you have to be able to, to 
call plays that your quarterback will survive long enough so that they can make the next play. I mean, Kellen Moore didn't trust his protection at all. And I mean, again, why would he? Why would he? So I mean, the the offense was so limited. I think I tweeted out a, uh, a graphic from NFL next gen stats yesterday that they attempted, I believe three passes beyond five yards in the air all game long. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You kind of have two choices here. You can either go through that path, that sort of uh, uh, game plan where you uh, look at what you've got at offensive line, realize that you're not going to have the time, try to get the ball out quick and hope that your receivers can, you know, produce some yak. Um, or you can try to just, you know, the – the uh, uh, what's I can't remember the coach's name, but the Tampa Bay method methodology, the coach where you just basically – you put everybody out and route. You tell the quarterback, hey, you're going to get hit. You know, yeah, Bruce, the Arians. Bruce Arians. Arians. Yep. Sorry. Um, you know, you're going to get hit like it's it's going to happen. And and then you just take your shots down the field and, and, and hope that you get enough of them that you score points and win. The problem with, you know, the Bruce Arians method is especially this this early in the season and with this offensive line is that the the, the amount of hits that Dalton was. I mean, Dalton was going to get hit every single play. Yeah. If he, yeah. Had, if he wasn't being hit every single play. And ultimately, you know, there was a it was a dirty shot that knocked him out of the game. But I mean, he was taking hits all game, too. So I, you know, I understand. I don't really blame the Cowboys play calling because, you know, what are you supposed to do? This is just a a, a, a way that they were trying to get through the game with their quarterback. And they honestly weren't even able to do that with the, the play calling being safe and conservative. Yeah, so I have a pretty strong feeling that we're going to be seeing Ben DiNucci here on Sunday Night Football against sure. the Eagles. I just don't see any way that the Cowboys are going to rush Andy Dalton back, which means, again, we're one snap away mm-hmm. from seeing Garrett Gilbert, who wasn't on the team two weeks ago, playing yeah. you know, playing as a Cowboys quarterback. It's, I mean, that's just how bad things have gotten, where you had three quarterbacks that you felt pretty good about we could be at a point where you're signing guys off other teams' practice squads, um, and they're going to be playing against, you know, playing with one of the league's worst offensive lines. They're going to have to make a move this week because there's just no way they can go into this game with only Danucci and Garrett Gilbert. So it's pretty bad. And Landon, you know what's so frustrating is, you know, three weeks ago, this was the number one offense in the league, and. Yeah, I know the defense was a big problem, and we talked about why it was a problem, and we kind of expected it. But, you know, even with the injuries to Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and Blake Jarwin, you felt like this offense gave you a chance to win. You've suddenly gone from arguably the best offense in the league to the worst offense in the league. And actually, it might not even be close that you're the worst offense in the NFL. When you combine that with, you know, the, you know historically the worst defense of all time, I think you're right. I think this is going to get really ugly over the next couple months. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, again, I don't want to be the downer here, but I mean, let's be realistic. What what's going to improve? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine anything really improving. Like I said, I, I, I do feel like it seems that the defense seems. It's more less, capable of getting less getting confused, better. at least yeah. by, by what's being called. Right? They're not like blowing things uh, through, you know, a, a lack of, of catching a, uh, an adjustment or uh, you know, uh, not seeing, not you know, not knowing about this uh, tag for this specific uh, mm-hmm. alignment. It seems to be more about you know just bad play and. and <laughs> 
terrible tackling yeah. and and bad coverage and 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 an actual individual performance failure which you know again I mean, just watching this game, it, it was so pathetic to, to sit here and think, you know, it just made me even more upset about those anonymous comments because this oh, is yeah. just like, this is like, I don't care who made those comments. This is pathetic, man. Like they're not, they're playing poorly. Oh it's, yeah. This isn't, this isn't about, you didn't like get taught how to freaking wrap up on a tackle, dude. Like, give me a break, like play football. And, yeah. and again, even worse than that, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, old school coach mentality, but like, what, what, what are you doing even speaking anonymously to the, to the, the media about this? Like, that's, that's not, that, that's the opposite direction on how to get this better. If you're actually, if you actually care about trying to, uh, uh, you know, correct the ship, you're, you're not instigating a bunch of finger pointing in the locker room with with anonymous quotes to uh, you know to a, a journalist. So, I, you know, I, I I felt it was infuriating, but also a little bit, I guess, I don't know what to say, satisfying, I guess, to see that it was this wasn't a, a coaching failure. This was this is a, a very piss poor effort mm-hmm. problem on a lot of players' part and a lack of just very basic fundamentals and tackling and that's and that sort of thing. I mean the de- that's the thing is that the offense is as bad as it is because of injuries. You know, there's definitely been some some terrible execution as well. But I, I, the defense itself has just folded in on its on its own and you know, yes, and again, I think people are I think people are are conflating my pointing out that, that, that they didn't have training camp or preseason and all that like as an excuse. No, that's just one of many reasons. And now you add in the, the reason that the players are, you know, playing with less than 100% effort and are just playing poorly, not, not doing simple things like making tackles in the hole. I, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of safeties and linebackers meeting running backs in the hole doing everything correctly mm-hmm. being in the gap and then just not making the tackle like, yeah i'm just yep. just make the yep. tackle for god's sakes like it's just it's just infuriating yeah i, I, I want to talk about the defense a, a little bit more in depthly here in a second but let's just finish up with the offense yeah um cd lamb easily the worst game that he's played as yeah. a rookie multiple drops uh no receptions on five targets uh michael gallup just wasn't getting open in this game. Mari Cooper actually played pretty well. Uh, only two players, Landon, on this Cowboys team had more than seven receiving yards. Amari Cooper, seven for 80. Dalton Schultz, two for 22. That's it. Only four players had receptions. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Cooper, and Schultz. So that's just how bad it was. Um, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to comment on some of these other guys. How did you think Ezekiel Elliott played? Terrible. I mean, I mean, still playing terrible. Uh, you know, and again, it's it certainly isn't unique to him. Uh, I, I mean, but I think you know the the uh, just uh, there were choices he was making while running the football. I mean, I think that 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 don't seem like him. They're they're pressing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know you we can talk about the interception play. I, I it was feel a bad like, throw. It was without it was a doubt a it was a throw. bad throw. That yeah, that blame but I, goes to. But I also to... think Elliot's got to find a way to either knock it down, not mm-hmm. volleyball it up in yep. the air. But but that definitely is more on Dalton to me. Because if Dalton puts the ball where it needs to be, Elliot scores probably. Probably. It's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, 
Nobody it's just, can. It's, just, no, it's a comedy of errors. It, and everything, it's, you know, it's right. like when everything's going wrong, everything's going wrong, you know? So, You're right. And it's, that's, it, and nobody that's can wrong. overcome, you know, bad plays, right? You know, yeah. you, you would love to see your running back make a, a tough grab there to, to bail out your quarterback. But instead, that ball gets tipped up in the air, and now it's, uh, yeah. you know, now, you know, now it's a an interception. Uh, I was thinking on special teams, right? Tony Pollard had a nice return on kickoffs, yeah. uh, but Chris Jones had a 33-yard punt yesterday and yep. just killed field position. So just a, a ton of mental mistakes and errors that we're getting, you know, unfortunately we're getting used to. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll talk about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors, and it's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off any order. Again, that is BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, Landon, let's talk about this Cowboys defense. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if anybody played well. Trevon Diggs had his moments, but he also gave up a 57-yard touchdown mm-hmm. to Terry McLaurin. In a uh, very late- embarrassing fashion, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. After talking all that crap to him and just getting burned yeah, like more- that was yeah. awful. Um, Leighton Vanderish uh, had 12 tackles, but there was a number of times where uh, he wasn't yep. able to make a play on Kyle Allen in space. Uh, he also missed a couple tackles. I thought Jalen Smith really struggled once again. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence got a sack, and Everson Griffin got a sack. Outside of that, man, it was pretty rough. What did you see from this Cowboys defense? Yeah, I mean, just not a lot of of you know solid play. Like you said, tr- you know, the, the guys who are making plays or are doing anything, all of them are very up and down. So that like so it's either bad play or guys that are up and down. So there's no consistent good play happening on the defensive side at this point. Um, you know, it also doesn't help their defensive tackles are easily the, tackles the are, worst in the league. Like worst in the league, and and I you know I, you know the, there's always that that kind of people will joke, and I think smart football people will always laugh at these questions about whether you know college a college team could beat an NFL team. <laughs> I, I do honestly wonder if Alabama doesn't have much better defensive tackles currently in, in their lineup than. The well, Cowboys I mean, do. think about it like so. this: the, the guys that you're playing, right? It's an Oklahoma third round pick defensive tackle who was I mean he was okay in college you've got uh, Ladarius Hamilton who was an undrafted free agent and Don Terry Poe who was completely washed and Tyrone Crawford who looks like he's just a horrible you know horrible fit in the scheme it's yeah. bad yeah it's, it's really, really bad. bad it's really bad and they don't seem to be doing anything about it and, and I just think that I mean know. I don't know what to do about it. what do you do I mean, try. I think you know if you're trying, then you. I think you have to. And I said this last week. You have to go out and get another defensive tackle. I still don't understand how they don't need one just for numbers. You know, I mean, I, I think because so. I yeah. think it's because they 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 consider Crawford a defensive tackle, which 
I don't know how often much he has to prove to them on tape that he is not a defensive tackle, but he's not a defensive tackle. Right. Like I don't right. even did he even record a stat yesterday? Like I mean he like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some breaking news right now, Landon. Are you ready? Yeah. Tyron Crawford won't be back in twenty twenty one. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and announce yeah, that. I think that's probably fair. <laughs> I, I, I mean, frankly, I don't know that he should be back in the latter part of 2020. <laughs> I mean, he's, um, he, he's just gone. I mean, I think it's unfortunate for him because I think for a lot of his career, he was a really underrated player who yes. just happened to be overpaid. Yeah. Uh, but once he had that hip injury, it seems like it just completely changed Both his hip injuries. Both hip yeah. injuries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he's just not the same guy, and, and they, they need to stop. But they need to, but the, but they need to stop pretending that he is. You know, like that's the real issue is that they. Well, they, they're paying they're acting, him like he is. They're paying that's him that's like the he problem, is. right? And like we shouldn't just focus on him because again, we no, can no, no, do this. We on, can focus on, on literally anybody on here. <laughs> yeah, so I would say, like, look, there's just no one playing well on the defensive side of the ball uh, consistently, and then the people that are making plays randomly, it's it's they're up and down. So you, you kind of have some hope for the up and down players eventually evening out, but the guys that were playing bad, they're just playing bad, and there's no way to actually replace that you know right now in the middle of the season. So again, I, I'm kind of done. I'm, done, I'm pa- we're past the point of, of hoping for the cavalry to arrive at this point. I yeah, it's just, it's it's just going to be ugly. I, I want to bring up one more guy. I've been really disappointed in the way that Xavier Woods has played this year. Yeah. I thought the fourth year of this, you know, of his rookie deal in this defense, he was going to be making plays all over the place, but he almost looks afraid of contact. There was a play early in the first first drive of the game, I believe. Um, they had a big run, and Xavier Woods is like running away from the defender. Like his back is turned to the defender downfield, running away from him instead of going up and trying to force the issue. I mean, I don't know. He just he, he's not playing with any confidence anymore. Um, I don't know what you do about him. You know, this off season because the Cowboys are going to have a decision to make. Do do you pay him, or do you go out and try to improve that position? Uh, you know, we both like Xavier Woods, but I don't know how you pay him. I, I don't know I, how you I, pay I, him either. I'm as big as Xavier Woods fans as there is, and I've been an apologist for him for years. I don't know how you pay him. Like, I mean, if like this is this is what we, what the most recent. Uh, 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 you know, variation of of his play is, and he never quite developed into the the safety that you wanted him to. I mean, at the very least, you know, I think at at times we had talked about they got to get another safety in here with Xavier Woods. I think Xavier Woods probably needs to be the other safety. You yeah, know, he like, needs to be the number two safety. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, yeah. I don't. Th- this guy is. He, we've given him plenty of runway at this point, and and I think he's a, a solid player again for where we drafted him. But I, I think uh, it's it's been pretty proven that he is not a difference maker, at, at least consistently at the safety position. If he was, then we would see that by now. So yeah, yeah. I agree. It's um, geez, I'm looking at their defense right now on Pro Football Focus. They have one guy that is graded above average on defense this year, and it's and it's Demarcus Lawrence. They have, I'm, I'm counting right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight guys who rank in the bottom 10 of their positions, according to Pro Football Focus. Wow. It's it's bad. It, it's really bad. So, um, unfortunately, Lena, you and I have to go back. We've got to watch the All-22 film uh, <laughs> later today uh, and, you know, prepare notes for tomorrow. But, uh just say a little prayer for us, guys. It's, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rough day. Nauseating, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. 
That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download it and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, remember, you can follow the show again at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.